Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. Hello and welcome to another episode of Recovery Talks Spotlight Podcast. I'm Andy Daniel, the social media coordinator for MPN, and I am here with Greg Arciello. He is an MPN board member and a certified behavioral health peer support specialist near Missoula. Welcome, Greg. Thank you, Andy. Thanks for having me. So part of the reason that we wanted to talk to you today is that you have made running and and competitive running part of your recovery. When did you start doing that? When did you decide to implement running into your recovery? I started running in the spring of 2016. The reason I started running, there's a couple reasons. I, I had retired in January of 2016, and I knew I needed to find something to fill some time in my life. And I was just trying to get sober about that time. And so I uh, chose running. I was seeing a counselor at that time, told him that I wanted to start running, and he was a runner, and he referred me to a running coach. And so I started I started running. I, I got a running coach and uh, started running and training and going over the basics. And then um, I had read some books on some ultra runners that were uh, recovering alcoholics and addicts and read their stories and thought if they could do it, there's no reason why I could not do it as well. And that's what, that started that, that started me on running. And by fall of 2016, I got sober and I think I ran four or five competitive races from August and through December of 2016. So was running or any other kind of activity part of your life before recovery or, you know, before your substance use issues? I had run some cross country in high school. No, you know, I really always was athletic and played sports, but during during the time of using, I did not get involved with the really any kind of athletic or any kind of exercise at all, you know, at that point. It was when I, in 2016, when I took it seriously. How do you think running helps you in your recovery? You know, it's funny, uh, I'm really big in my recovery, and for me, it's, I'm able to just take off and take off and go running. I, I, I like to do trail running versus over uh, road running. So I get to run in nature. To me, it's like, you know, sort of, you know yoga is a moving meditation, a 90-minute moving meditation. I sort of use running as that same way. You know, running makes me, you know, sort of feel good, you know, by releasing some of that. Get that runner's high, you know, to be able to get that euphoric feeling. Being able to do it naturally versus having to use a substance to do that. You mentioned meditation, and and I know we've talked about this um, on some webinars and stuff. That uh, you consider it to be like no wrong way to meditate, right? That running can be sort of a meditative process. Yeah, that's that's true, Andy. I I, I do a practice meditation, you know, on a daily basis, but I truly believe that we can meditate. There isn't any, like you said, any wrong way to meditate, in my in my opinion, you know, and, and, and for that, to me, you know, in meditation is the quality of meditation versus the quantity of meditation. If you can spend five minutes out in nature, you know, doing what you can do, or even find five quiet minutes in your house, you know, that, that's important. 
what advice would you give to someone who wants to start running? My first advice is just do it. You know, running is one thing that almost every human being can do without any coaching. You know, from the time we were little, we were able to run without anybody really telling us how to do that. And um, I've got some things that I think are good for that would be First, get a good, really good pair of running shoes. You know, join a running or a walking club. Start out and start out slow. And then I don't. And again, I think it's quality versus quantity. I think if if you have never run before and you want to get up off the couch and start running, then you know you you, you lace up your shoes and you you might run for yards. And then you do that for a couple of days, and then the third day you do 150 yards, and you just continue to do it that way until you you know wake up uh, what was ever significant for you. Not everybody, I believe this was, you know, it's your own run. It's nobody else's run but yours. Go at your pace and you get some exercise. You know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes of exercise every day, five or six days a week is good for everybody. Can you so. tell me a little bit about the competitive piece of your running? So I've run probably close to 20 competitive races. The reason I run competitively is by signing up for races, it gives me a reason to keep training to run. Sometimes I, if you have a goal, right, it's easier to keep doing that kind of thing. That's exactly right, Andy. Knowing me, if I don't have that goal, I can sit back and just say, oh, okay, I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to go do that. <laughs> but if I sign up for a race and I paid the money for the race, then I have that goal ahead of me of, okay, I'll train for that race. And it keeps me doing it. And that's why, you know, I try to sign up for four or five a year, six a year to, you know, so then I have, you know, a month, six weeks between every one to get that going again. And I go to the gym a couple times a week, too, to, to stay in shape for the running. What kinds of competitions have you run in then? Like, are you like a marathon kind of person? Do you kind of have a, a various things that you do? Mostly what I run are half marathon trail runs and 13.1 miles or less. I've done a triathlon. But most of every other run has been, like I said, a half marathon or less, and that's what I usually, and that's what I train for. I mean, that's what those are the those are the competitive races that I run in. Do you usually run in in races in Montana, or do you travel to some of them? I have run races in Montana, uh, Washington, and Hawaii. Those those are the three states that I've run races in. You said you're a trail runner. I imagine that where you live, there's a lot of opportunities for that. In the winter months, then, do you do much outside or do you have to, like, go to the gym or something like that to maintain? That's a good question. So I've been really fortunate the last couple winters to be able to be in Hawaii during the winter. So the running, you know, in the winter for a few winter months has not been that hard. You know, so last winter I got home in February, and uh, I run out. I, I will run outside even in the winter time. It's a little bit more difficult, but I do train outside during the winter months when I'm here in Montana. And I go to the gym a couple of times a week during that. So during that time, there's you know there's treadmills and stuff like that. And eventually, I'll I'll put a treadmill here at the house, and that way. So when it gets really, really, really cold out, then you know, then I have a place to train. Can you tell me a little bit about your recovery story? I first got sober in October second of twenty sixteen, and so my recovery story is in nineteen eight. I got sober in nineteen eighty eight and stayed sober for ten years, and then went back out for sixteen more years and came back almost you know twenty two months ago or twenty one months ago, whatever that is. You know, I go to AA, I four to five times a week. I have a sponsor. I sponsor four guys. I do some work with, I mentor three guys out of the pre-release center as well now. 
scene. Yeah, mentor, sponsor, three guys out of the pre-release center. I'm a twice convicted felon. I'm a returning citizen. I've been a been I've been a free man for uh, 13 years now. You know what I mean? So you're starting to do some peer support work with the pre-release center, right? Yeah, I so I was in the I was in the I was in Billings pre-release in 2004 and Missoula pre-release in 2006. And uh, got out of there. And when I started my own business in 2010, I only hired guys that were in the system. And I actually got to start, I actually hired two guys that were living in the Missoula pre-release at that time. So they would come up here and work for me, and I would take them back to the pre-release. So that started that. I guess it was, you know, not only as an employer, but as a mentor as well, in an informal setting, you know, an informal way, right? And then... um, that sort of has continued. I've, I've, I've worked with guys coming out of the pre-release center and guys coming out of prison, giving them places to live in our house and help them uh, try to get their feet on the ground. And uh, and then as recently, I've worked with three guys. I take them out for pizza every Friday night for the last six or seven weeks. And I guess it isn't a mentoring role, in, you know, in a now. And look at it that way. And then I just had some meetings with the... And then it looks like I'll be able to start to... Uh, implement a peer support program in the Missoula pre-release in the next few months or so. We're in the, I just met with them today. We're in the beginning stages of that. It looks like you are going to be presenting a workshop at our recovery conference this fall. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Again, I'm very uh, appreciative of the fact that they, they picked mine to do that. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do a workshop on I called it run nutrition and it's going to be on running nutrition and meditation and it's going to be how a holistic approach to life to running meditation and I'm a I eat a plant-based diet and we're going to um and how I how how those three things together work in my recovery and it's you know it's sort of going to be not trading one addiction for another but just an adding, you know, adding an activity, another activity that can help decrease relapse vulnerability, if that makes sense. I think we've got a great group of uh, workshops that sort of cover a, a wide range of things. And it's it's great to have something like that focuses on nutrition and healthy movement, you know, that kind of thing as an option there. Because, yeah, I think that's true, right? Because I think we're in recovery, when we're in addiction or in the throes of whatever our illness is, that we don't really take care of ourselves uh, mentally, spiritually, physically. And so, you know, when when it's time to start to get better, it's good to try to implement some of those positive things to, to help us get back to, to, to where we're really supposed to be, right? Right. And we can't be peer supporters and help other people if we're not taking care of ourselves in that way either. So true. I was running up against that in my, you know, my own deal, you know, when, you know, before I got sober, I was still mentoring somebody, you know, loosely stayed mentoring those guys. And, you know, as I was even, you know, doing my own thing, I was, it was almost hypocritical, hypocritical, right? I was, I was doing this and telling them you can't do this. And so, when, you know, when I, when I decided that I just need to get sober, all the way sober, then it, it made everything easier. Well, it's been great talking to you today, Greg. We look forward to your workshop. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, our recovery conference is September 6th in Helena. If you'd like more information, please visit our website at mtpeernetwork.org. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works. Recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. (laughs) 
Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery is possible.